Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hey everyone, I'm Eno, and with me are Mitsuki. Hello. Junior. Hello. How's it going, Junior? I'm wearing shorts. Ooh, yeah, we don't talk about shorts. <laughs> and Cultist, how you doing? Hey, you guys. Awesome, awesome. Well, welcome to Gamer Pants. Uh, we have no idea what we're doing, so slap on a pair of gamer pants and join us as we slowly careen ourselves off a figurative cliff and jump right into today's show. Yeah. So, what have you guys been up to? So, we've been kind of playing a fun little game lately. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll use the word fun relative. It is I'm amazing. sorry you don't pay attention to your weight management. <laughs> Don't listen to Junior. It is an extremely fun game. I, it, I admit it's a fun game. I just, God damn it, I have not been enjoying yeah. this. And this game we're talking about is, of course, Project Zomboid. Yes, yeah, it's a fun yeah. little game. It's an indie game, so you know it's always good. Yes. What have you done in Project Zomboid? It's uh, okay. <laughs> okay, so in solo mode. Uh -huh. I like to do different challenges. I like to name these challenges. Uh, currently, I'm playing in Texas, which is huh. a lot of guns, a lot of weapons, a lot of survival gear, but hardly no medical. And a lot ah, of I see. Racks. Very accurate. Yes. yes. And so far, I have not been able to find shoes. Um, in fact, I have Also very accurate. We use sandals. <laughs> I have... Or boots. I currently have, at the moment, my character is in a house or a shotgun, sitting on the floor with stitched up feet, while I slowly wait for the slow embrace of death, because it's January, it's 20 degrees outside, and the house was alarmed, and my car broke down. So, right. you know, very fun. I'd like to say that that's definitely not Texas, because it's 20 degrees outside. That's, that's, that's a Well, new. unfortunately, it's, I don't have... It's the year. It was the year of the deep freeze. North Texas, got it. All right, North Texas. Yeah, definitely North Texas. You're in Amarillo. Um. Well, if that's the case, then I just shot, uh, Mister. What's his name? I can't even remember. I I don't know, but you know, I shot him. I shot Ted Cruz. He was a zombie. <laughs> he was in self defense, okay. officer. Yeah, you're looking. You're looking for Abbott. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but we have been playing multiplayer, and that has been enjoyable. That that yes yes the, the, we've been playing like what we've been hosting. These two have been playing. And, I have been just in silent con contemplation of what yeah, the hell I'm doing. That, yes, yes, Mitsuki and I have been playing, and Junior's been joining us uh, very very infrequently. Grudgingly. Yes, and he's just basically been following us with his baseball bat in hand and never using it. Um, I was more useful because uh, I was carrying these like um, two shopping bags 
essentially. <laughs> ah, yes, we're talking about that th- th- that day. <laughs> yes. Oh. And I think I did more work with my two shopping bags and the inability to attack zombies than Junior did. Just because, because you couldn't die doesn't just because you didn't want to die doesn't make you do doesn't mean you'd put any less effort in the game. Yes. Any more effort into the game. Yeah, I mean, I was carrying important stuff like um, rags and, <laughs> and the future scrap that you use to build the houses. Yes. Okay, yes, so yes. What's funny is I spawned in town. I spawned in a horrible zone. I had I was able to get a bunch of stuff, but I was separated from these two clowns. Um, I had to run and find my way to them. And I made it perfectly safe. On the other hand, Junior kind of got bit by a zombie and we had to put him down for trouble. <laughs> we got to put him out of his misery. Yes. Just, like, and just then bury the his corpse. <laughs> At least you gave me that honor for one time and one time only. <laughs> so, just in case you don't know what Project Zomboid is, it's basically like semi, like, top down Yeah. It's a survival um game uh, with zombies and it's basically kind of like open world there's like a little map and you just like several towns you just go around scrounging for whatever you can find there's zombies around you yes you got to keep your food up things like that um there's vehicles you can repair them all that stuff and yada yada and you know you can play single player or multiplayer <laughs> and it's quite fun but uh yeah we've been having some fun there just basically running around trying to loot evading zombies watching junior die there are some parts where juniors died um that are hilarious i'm on six yes he this is his sixth character because it's also um what's it called permadeath right so your character dies you you have to do everything all over again you have to relearn you can technically go to your you create a new character you can technically go to where you died and get the stuff from your character but uh you have like stats like let's say you know crafting sets like uh mechanics or fishing yeah kind of like professions i guess so you have stats there or skills i guess and when you die that gets it reset to zero so kind of fun so yeah but anyways cultist uh yes what have you been playing i literally have been only playing league Mm, and if not then yeah and if not then i just recently got back into an ds game that i have called fossil fighter champions was easy way to explain it according to my friends at school mm-hmm. is literally just Pokemon but with dinosaurs. Hmm. So yeah. That sounds familiar. I think I played something similar. You said uh, it was DS? Yes, DS. There's also yeah. the 3DS version Fossil Fighter Frontiers. Hmm. It's That's like familiar. Jurassic Park, isn't it? Yes, basically get fossils, dig them up. As long as you get the head, then you can revive them and fight. And the head's the most important part of the body. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. And it's kind of like a like Pokemon style where you can battle like other fossil guys. Yes. However, the difference here is that you can only have a team of three, and there's another thing called team skills, where basically. If you have a very specific team, like, say, pure fire types, then each of them are going to have their team skill unlocked, which takes a lot of fighter points, but deals a lot of damage. So basically more PP Pokemon style, four more damage. Yes. Oh, 
That's cool. Yes. So it's kind of like a uh, like a combo attack, like or kind of like mo- like all of them hit together, kind of. Yes, but um, the uh, there's even more difference here. Uh, so basically, in champions, they did it differently to where even if one of your dinosaurs die, they're called survival source, but it's easier to say dinosaurs. Yes. Um, you could they could still use a team skill, mm-hmm. but back in the original, you couldn't. If one died, you were screwed. Ah, makes sense appropriately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, when you someone dies, you can't just bring them back for a quick cameo. True. It's all of the team or none of the team. Yeah, it's either all or none. Um, um a quick question. Did you, I know last week we covered um, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Was it Master Duel? Did mm-hmm. you yes. get it to play that at all? Or did anyone play oh. that? <laughs> you did? I haven't, uh, I haven't at all. Oh, speaking uh, of it? Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel... Yeah. So this is, you know, it's a card game like Yu-Gi-Oh. It's more of the Magic the Gathering, uh-huh. but uh, Magic the Gathering has decided to kind of do something a little funky. So, What's that? so give me half a second here. In a outstanding move, I don't know how, but they decided to uh, ban. Faceless Haven. Now, Faceless Haven is a cord that lets you summon a monster, it's a land, etc., etc. The issue is, in banning Faceless Haven, they have also put it in the Challenger deck. And Challenger decks are endorsed by the company Wizards of the Coast. Mm-hmm. So, oh, no. <laughs> they have, in a sense, endorsed a Challenger deck with a banned cord. So they have to allow it now because if they don't, they have essentially lied and stolen money from people. Huh. Oh lord! <laughs> I'm I'm wait what? Basically, challenger decks or competitive decks endorsed by Wizard of the Coast. The issue is they put Faceless Haven on there before they made their banning decisions, and then they made their banning decisions. Which they banned Faceless Haven. But because they did all this after the fact, the Challenger deck was already made and Faceless Haven was in now. Basically, it's a useless. So thing. they have to allow it, or else it's considered uh, deft, pretty much, since yeah. they banned a cord and put it out as a competitive deck. <laughs> so, so they have a moment. <laughs> So they have to allow it for a while before they can actually ban it, ban it, or is it? They, they have to allow it until they put out new challenger decks. Oh no! Yeah. You, you but you know how, how? Oh my bad. Go ahead. Okay, I was gonna say you can't alter the decks, but the fact that Faceless Haven still gets to be a challenger deck is hilarious to me. <laughs> it actually does sound hilarious. That's like putting a pot of greed in a two thousand. 23 deck and it's a it's a starter deck that's not happening so juniors back to the uh, Yu-Gi-Oh thing did you did you uh, you actually played it like on did you uh, play yes. it on mobile or did you play it on pc mobile nice 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 how, was how that? did Pretty it good? walk on mobile well um they have of course the packs and they have um they do have starter packs and stuff mm-hmm. but here's what they do they do so right now there's a, a pack 
a set of cards where you can obtain uh, Stardust, Blue Eyes, and Link. It's decode. I believe it's yeah, decode stuff. But uh-huh. when you pull through these packs, you you'll get a, the selection of cards. But let's say the Blue Eyes card related cards. It, if you get enough of that, those, you unlock a secret pack where you can pull for those types of cards specifically. So it narrows down which cards you can get, and there's like a ton of secret packs. In fact, there's a mission where you collect 100 secret packs. So that way you can summon, you can pull cards, specific cards for you to make a deck. But there is a crafting system. So if you so you can pull there's also a general pack where you can pull every single card in the game. Yeah. That's also another way you can and that also would lead into the secret packs because see different series of cards you'll get more secret packs or you can only pull certain cards from the the general card um pack. So it's kind of like Hearthstone where you get enough dust you can make whatever card you want. You want. Yeah, actually, it's the same, but it's like Runeterra in a way. It has the crafting system of uh, Legends of Runeterra with basically basic pack pulling, but you can narrow it down. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I remember we had a question about that last yeah. week about how you. Like, we were wondering how do you, how would the, um, how would it work to obtain the cards on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. So, with That's the starter decks, can I make Yuya stack with the performer powers? Uh, yeah. Uh, there's no starter deck that involves Yuya's cards right now. Mm-hmm. But, like, you can always make the cards or pull, speci- pull a specific deck or just a general pack and hope you get some of Yuya's cards. I think so, I've- basically, I'd have to make it from scratch, Dan. That's a Yeah, uh, it's, it sucks a bit, but um, there it's it. Some the decks... Here, let me open the game. I believe that the, the extra decks... Extra packs like the Blue Eyes, Stardust, and Decode ones—they're on rotation, so they they will eventually rotate, and they do have um some built-in decks that you can buy with. Oh, and here's something I noticed: the material used to summon uh to I say summon because I'm used to catches to pull cards is also the same material that you buy. But you know, but there's no there's no like premium currency. So what that means, in a sense, is that both the pass and the uh, the cards um, all go to one thing. Yeah. So which means you could technically get the uh, the pass for for free. Like the dual, there's a dual pass. Mm-hmm. You can buy that with um, in game. Yeah, in game. Cool, you currency. That's cool. That's cool. But how does the actual chord play go? It's like it's basically just basic Yu-Gi-Oh. It's if you were to pull up uh, ED. I don't. I don't know if you know EDO Pro from. It's not a official thing by the make by Konami, but it's like yeah. a fan base or a fan run thing. Yeah, it's fan run thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like you basically just. It's basically regular Yu-Gi-Oh, just in a digital form. It's dual links, but with five card zones, and you can choose which cards you want to put uh, on so the field. So, Kings no longer win condition. Uh, sadly, no. Unfortunately, to you. <laughs> also, I just logged into the game again, and I looked at the the currently available 
cards. Uh, for right now, in the packs, there is nothing that would be easiest to get Yuya, but in the structure decks, you have Magician of Pendulum, which has a lot of Yuya's cards. So there is a, yeah, there's Performer Pal stuff in here. Yeah, this would be a Performer Pal deck. Okay, so, um... Now, is it good? Probably not, because it's a structure deck, not meant to be competitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's not good. But it's workable. Yes. Anyway. Moving on. <laughs> going, not not to dismiss this... No, no, no it's fine, it's fine. You know... Uh, so, Battlefield 2042 is running into a lot of issues nowadays. The game that everyone was saying was going to be the next Call of Duty, the next great thing, is turning out to be something that EA wishes they never went and did. Mm-hmm. It's not living up to the hype. Um, uh-huh. I know there was an issue in South Africa. Well... The Silver Admins. It was basically, I think it was the Silver Admins held hostage the Silver because you... of the dwindling pale base. But it's not turning out so great with 2042. And there's a couple people saying out there that it might end up turning into a free to play game. So 2042 may end up becoming a free to play game. Well, you make in-game purchases, which I don't know about you, but that might be a little better for the game's reputation. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess we moved on to the news part, but um, yeah, like I, I mean, I don't. Did you play twenty forty two or no? Uh, no, I didn't play this twenty forty two. I played the old one, but not this one. <laughs> okay, well, Junior and I played it. It, I'm I, like. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, I'm not that great with uh, FPSs, but oh, I same. yeah, I do love Battlefield. Battlefield's my like, if I had to pick my top franchise for FPSs, it would be Battlefield. It's just I like the the way the gameplay is, and I'll be honest, like it was kind of lackluster. Like it, it was fun, yes, but there was parts of it where I was like, okay, this is just kind of weird. I mean, you had a lot of issues from the get-go, but I mean, it, it was also a pretty fun game. Um, you had small things like people complaining about the scoreboard. I really could care less about the scoreboard. I just want to run around, shoot things, you know, get some kills, get some points, level up. Cool, right? Um, unlock new shit. Always the same thing, same formula. It's the same battlefield, basically, just different maps. That's the way I see it. You know, different maps, different, uh, maybe slight be different um guns or stuff like that or uh what are the other things you got the little perk thingies uh, um, the different classes <clears throat> yeah that good shit yeah like sure there was kind of like a weird confusion whether um the operators um like what had different um i guess skills and stuff like that that they could do but I mean, it wasn't really too big for my for my opinion it wasn't too big of an issue but uh there was bigger ground but like bigger game breaking things like the hovercrafts being able to ride up on a freaking building <laughs> i don't even know because i didn't keep up with it but i don't even know if they ever patched that out or not that, that's a feature yeah <laughs> i don't even know if they patched that out or they just like you know that was intended but you know sure you know it needed polish here or there but i don't think personally it was as bad as people made it out to be 
And also earlier, uh, before we started recording, I did also mention that, hey, that's actually a small thing because uh, you said how much? Like seven, seventy uh, some thousand people? It's 180,000. Okay, well, 180,000 or whatever thousands. It's basically, you know, let's just call it 100,000 people. Um, it seems like a lot, but really, I think when they crunched out the numbers of how many copies they sold and how many people played, it's actually like one or two percent. I think it was closer to the two percent of the people. So it's really, 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 really low. And it's how many, actually a minority and, complaining. And priorities are hard because it's you. How do you know that person has bought the game? They might just be signing because their friend told them to. Yeah, yeah. So honestly, I honestly think you know they won't do much. I'm not sure about the whole free-to-play thing. I mean, even you know, shittier games, but that like that or that were like the technologically shittier, like PUBG. They did better. The you know, worse games. graphics, things like that. Um, hey. You know, it could very much be a No Man's Sky thing where they do follow it up. But I mean, uh, I don't see it being as close to No Man's Sky because I mean, the thing with No Man's Sky well, is that. Yeah, that's why I think like the the thing with No Man's Sky is that it was a smaller studio. They really got to work on it, so it was more personalized project to them than you know yeah. this with EA. Yeah, <laughs> so they're probably just gonna leave it as is, sell as many copies as they can, we'll go on to the next Battlefield iteration, and you know just go from there, learn from their mistakes maybe or not. But yeah, I mean, the EA have all learned from their mistakes. <laughs> Never, but uh. What's next? What, what what do you guys got? I, I know Nintendo. Okay, so let's yes. move on to uh, the massive news network thing. Nintendo Direct. They had their first Direct of the Year, finally. Let's and go. it finally. was an amazing success, in my opinion. Well, Agreed. I, I'll correct myself. It wasn't an amazing success. It just brought a lot of nostalgia back into people's hands because a lot of the games they're announcing aren't really new. It's more, thank you for announcing a game that I really wanted to play. One, two, three. Are you counting them, Junior? Yes. <laughs> or... <laughs> how many new games? Are you just counting how many games total, or... What they announced new. Oh, okay. I don't know if the Klonoa Fantasy Revive series. Wait, it's, it's a series. New. All right. All right. So, what did you guys like about it? I guess. Five, junior, what, what's your six. junior? What's the what's the one thing you took away from direct that you liked? Um, Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Xenoblade Chronicles Three. <laughs> that's kind of like the only one that's where I'm like, oh, let's go. Everything else is like, okay, that's cool. And you know the. The first time that I saw it uh, on there, because I, I actually barely saw the direct today, because um, you know work and stuff. But when yes. I saw it, and also well, first of all, when you mentioned it when you were uh, watching it, mm -hmm. I was like, okay, cool. Like the first thing when you mentioned Xenoblade Chronicles, like even though it was you saying it, like it could have been anyone else. I was just picturing you playing Xenoblade Chronicles uh, because when I played Xenoblade, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles two. That was actually my first and only Xenoblade Chronicles that I've ever played. I mean, and same. I, just, I just remember that one dude, it was like a ball, like a soccer dude, I guess. I don't remember what the heck it was. But I was like, yeah, I keep getting the shit guys or whatever. And it was just like a, I don't know why, a picture Blitzcrank. 
and then <laughs> and you'd be like oh that guy's pretty decent yeah and it, you're the only person that i know that actually played xenoblade chronicles and before that i actually did not know anything about xenoblade chronicles so <laughs> that's the first thing that came up to mind i was like oh junior's gonna like this game and then it like clicked i was like wait junior's the one telling me about it <laughs> yeah it's weird like I from the trailer itself, we saw a lot. I saw there were a couple of recurring characters, and uh, as the days went by to now, on the Reddit, if I skim through it occasionally, sometimes mm-hmm. it'll appear there are people making connections that some of the care, some of the characters shown have features similar to previous characters, and also okay. that it, apparently it takes place after Xenoblade Two, but a very far flung into the future, which is weird. Hmm. So there'll be so either there's going to be very little recurring characters, or it's only going to be the blades that are going to be recurring characters. I do know that we did see a few areas that looked awfully familiar. Yes. So that's always nice. At least it's keeping in the same ward. Uh, I hear that the combat system's going to be updated. I mean, I like Xenoblade nope. 2, so it wasn't half bad. Yeah, it was a bit spammy, and you could just auto it, but it was okay. I I know from the trailer, it seems that we're going to keep the same voice actor, or at least we're going to keep the British accent going. So, you know, all those <laughs> spamming of, I'm really feeling it now. <laughs> I'm hoping to heal. I mean, why not? I mean, a meme is always a meme. Yeah, memes are eternal. So, what else? Is that all you got for Xenoblade? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Just, I want the game to come out already, but I'm not going to yeah. rush something. I'm like, do they have a release date yet? Uh, no. That is a good no. As far as I know, they don't have a release date, but I could have overlooked that. Let's take a look real quick. You know, we should really do... Uh, some research and write it down. Let's prepare for this. <laughs> podcast. Yeah, see, I usually write my notes. They do have a release date. September of 2022. September 2022? Yep. Alright. Nice, nice, Thank nice. you for your time. Probably yeah. 9-11. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, episode 2 for... <laughs> Uh, and goodbye, R12. I, I was uh, honestly waiting for Mitsuki to say something about having to get the dinosaur's head or something when I started talking about We didn't even get to the zombies, Mitsuki. We didn't even. <laughs> you just couldn't avoid it, could you? Yeah. All right, Mitsuki, what do you got for us? So, bringing <laughs> on with that topic, we're going to. We saw in Nintendo Direct Advance Wars remake, not a remaster, but an actual remake. Yeah. And this is for both the games, Advance Wars One and Advance Wars, but better, Black Hole mm-hmm. Edition, you know. Yeah. Um. So they already told us that they're gonna have the CEOs voiced. So I'm really looking forward to hearing our villain voiced. <laughs> Of course. Okay. I am lo- sorry, but he has the best ability, meteor sh- meteor strike. I cannot wait to hear him shout it. There's gonna be new animations for critting, attacking, and being destroyed. So that's gonna be fun to watch. Mm-hmm. 
Um, they were updating the mechanics for destructible terrain. Will they fix that, Fog of War? Because I heard it had glitches. The, um, no, the, you were in Fog of War, but the enemy was, ne was not. So, they're Basically. hoping... I'm hoping they will, because it's a remake. That means they're not doing a port, they're not doing any of that. They're building it from scratch. So, we should hopefully have the game come in and have that Fog of War glitch fixed. Um, By the way, I just want to point out that it took several years before it was actually... I believe it was in... The DS area where that, where the enemy was actually affected by fog of war. So uh, it's mostly issues with AI, but we've made a lot of progress since then. I mean, considering it, Nintendo's AI can body some uh, players in Smash, I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh -huh. They're also announcing on that that it's gonna have a custom map maker that you can share with friends and use as actual battlegrounds, which is fun. You know. You actually battle think, friends? Yeah, you can battle friends, you can send challenges to them. Um, they're going to update units because some of those units were really broken. Like, I'm, I'm not joking about you could literally get bad road into RNG and completely lose a game just because the AI decided to make one specific unit of a type. And yeah, it's kind of hard. But they should be updating that. Um, I also know that... Sorry, give me a second here. I do apologize. Um, so, I'm looking for a little bit of information on this. Okay, here we are. Yeah. So, they're going to probably North Strum. For both both his gameplay and for his actual command or being a commander of him. Because in both cases, he was banned competitively because he was just too broken. He was either 120 attack and 120 defense, or he had broken abilities. Well, he had no terrain penalties as a day-by-day -day ability. His meteor strike was extremely strong. So didn't, didn't he have two abilities at one point? Uh, no, he had one ability, but the issue is that it had two his, effects. It wasn't two effects because most commanders had multiple effects on theirs. It's just that when you came to Strum, he had the day by day passive, which basically his units suffered no movement penalties, so he could bring all his artillery out from trees, you would never know it was there, and then bombard you and leave without you knowing. He could bring tanks with no movement penalties over a mountain, perfectly fine. Mm, logical. Very logical. get in range and then just cast Meteor Strike, which did four damage. Just four damage to the target and around it, which was ridiculous. And, unless and I checked, all units had 10 health. Yep. And in Black Hole Rising 2, I believe that was upgraded to 10 damage, plus the fact that all his units were at 120% efficiency for attack and defense, which made his units very hard to counter. So, I see. he's very more perfectly likely, balanced. 
he was the equivalent of 200 years before Riot ever thought about that ward. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I mean, I've played the um, Advanced Wars games, but I think I played them so long ago that most of what you're talking about is just like, wait, it's like a fever dream. I'm like, what? What what was that? And then, you know, it might just be, I was thinking right now when you guys were talking about it, I was like, is it just that, like, at that point? Because there's sometimes, like, points in my, like, gaming life that I could, like, remember where, you know, I didn't care about the story or whatever. I just played the game just to play the game or vice versa. You know, I I just kind of, like, mindlessly went through the game, you know, just for the story, which is what I do kind of for uh, Star Ocean. Um, because the gameplay is kind of repetitive, so whatever, right? Yeah. But like, I'm like amazed that I'm like, wait, what are they talking about? Like, what what was that? And then I'm like, kind of remember, but I don't know. But they're all kind of melding together. Yeah. Um. Also, apparently, I didn't realize this. I thought they took it out, but in Advanced Wars Two, Strom also kept his effect, while his units had the day by day ability of self for no movement penalties. Which, if you don't know in Advanced War, movement penalties were a thing you kept in the game that balanced units out. So a tank couldn't go over a mountain because, you know, the mountain's too steep. It could, didn't have enough movement to get over it. But with Strom, he could just ride over the mountain. Fuck it. Doesn't matter. He had 120 power, 120 defense. He could... Max used to be his counter because he could get 150 attack and just destroy Strom. But in Advanced Wars 2, they nerfed him down to 120. So Max was no longer a possibility. And even then, Hachi could win. But if Strom captured a even amount of cities, there was no way Hachi could win. Uh, Colin was the same thing. But... Colin would lose if Strom was able to get advantage in cities. Kindby was strong, but the issue is that Strom can always counter you just by playing the these units against your better worse units. And Sensei could just be shot out of the sky, so you know. If I remember correctly, in this isn't it in the story he had to take three characters to go up against him? I can't remember, but I do know in the, in the, um over in Advanced War Two, his Super CO power was Meteor Strike, which actually boosted all his offense and defense to 140 and 150, and then did. Five diamond, eight damage within a diamond of three squares. So you know, <laughs> yeah, completely balanced there. <laughs> yes, and we're remastering it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no remake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad, my bad. Maybe they can do it like how in most fighting games they have the final boss be in be a playable character, but he's severely nerfed. Like, Strum in the story is like this, like, base Strum in the original, but in actual player-controlled hands, he's, like, nerfed. Just to keep, like, that authenticity. Uh, well, I do know that for the story mode, they can make him as OP as they want. 
Yeah, because, that's what I'm burned. Because the story mode is always separate, but if they make him as OP as he was in the multiplayer mode, he's going to be Palmer Band. Or maybe they make everyone else OP. No, they're mm. not. They're not going to do that. This is Nintendo. Well, <laughs> it's Nintendo. You don't know what they're going to do. You remember Bayonetta from Smash, <laughs> right? Or <All> Cloud? <laughs> Wait, speaking of Cloud and Square and stuff like that. Um, we're speaking of Square, we're going to Triangles. Yeah. <laughs> From Square to Triangles, right? Yes. So keeping in line with the whole tactics thing, I think a bunch of tactics stuff dropped. It's um, almost this year of the tactics. It's, it's either year. remakes or tactics. It's it's my year because I love tactics. So yes, I'm, I'm going to be busy all the fucking year. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Um, triangle Strategy, that's also on the Nintendo Direct. Um, Project Triangle, or what it used to be called, Project Triangle. Um, <laughs> I did it have? I don't know if it had a release date before, but it's basically dropping March fourth, which is like less than a month away. It's like what, it's like two weeks away, maybe two, three. And uh, it's basically uh, a new it's tactics about game. A month away. A month? February? It's due to February twelfth. It's half a month. Not yet. It's two weeks. It's very short. But anyways, it's a new tactics game by Square Enix. Um, they had first teased it, I guess, early 2021, I guess, but it was called, it's hilarious because it was called Project Triangle Strategy, right? And when they first released this teaser last year, they were like, oh, Project Triangle Strategy, it's a strategy game, and it's by Square Enix. People were like, is this finally Final Fantasy Tactics reboot that we're, like, we've been asking for forever? Because people have been asking for Final Fantasy Tactics. But you know, eventually Nintendo released the trailer and they even added, added a demo back in uh, back in last year. And they said, you know, this is the title. And they literally just dropped the word project and called it. <laughs> pro- or, I mean, they just called it Triangle Strategy. Yeah. They're like, you know what? Let's not try with this one. We're just naming it. <laughs> yeah. Triangle just Strategy. Like really, really, really uh, lazy with it, I guess. Or as I told you guys, it was probably like, uh, you know, a combination of Nintendo and Square freaking flexing their fucking big boy muscles and saying, hey, you know, we can name this whatever the heck we want and people will gobble it up. You know, so they're just like, you know what, let's not rename it. Just keep triangle strategy. I disagree yeah. with that. Is it a sequel? They, of... It's not a sequel. It's, it's, it's a brand new IP. Game. So it's not a sequel to Octopath Traveler. Okay. No, it's not. Yeah. Isn't it getting a part? Isn't it getting a second one? is getting a sequel called Data Live Alive. But anyways... Okay, just because it the same thing. The reason you guys are bringing up Octopath Traveler, of course, is because the game, you know, like I said, it's a it's a strategy or a tactics game similar to... It has really, like, a, like I said, Final Fantasy Tactics vibes or also... Um, how what was the other one that I played recently? Um, shoot. Yeah, Fire Emblem. It's like very, very Fire Emblem esque. Um, you know, it's it's the the basic thing. You know, you have like your little cutscenes. You have your story dialogue. Um, but like I said, they did drop a demo last. Uh, I'd say probably like November or something. They dropped the demo. It had to be around yeah. So it's about November. They dropped the demo, but it was a really short demo. And in this Nintendo Direct, they actually they dropped, dropped another demo. demo. Yeah, they dropped a newer demo, which I have not played, but I played the older demo. 
and I'll just like cover that little demo briefly, a little bit about the gameplay. But in this new demo, um, they're saying that it's uh, you can play chapter it. Three. There's three chapters. It's not only chapter three. It's you can play three chapters, and you can actually transfer your save data from that to your actual final game when it launches in March fourth. So that's kind of cool, in my opinion. I mean, and, a lot of uh, games really do that now. Yeah, well, but like. Three I mean, it's good, seem, but it's like yeah, three chapters mm-hmm. seems like a lot though. But I mean, that's kind of cool. It's basically like a early access for it. If you, I, I don't know if, if people like have, it. Do you have to have it pre-ordered for you to play? No, I, I didn't even check. No, that's it's cool. gonna be the demos out for everyone to try. Which we do encourage you to try it if you're interested in a tactics game. Because yeah, even if you're not, because you never know. You're <laughs> just looking at me with that when you said that. Yes, yes, yes. Do tactics? You never played tactics games, Junior? This is amazing. Like, first of all, it's it's like I said, tactics game. It's HD two D, uh, which is very very similar to Octopath Traveler, which is why Junior was saying, "Hey, maybe it's a sequel or whatever." It's why Mitsuki made the off comment about uh, was it Live Alive, which we'll yes. cover in a little bit, which is another thing that they dropped during the direct, I guess. Yes. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, um, like I said, I did play the demo, and really quickly, I just wanted to cover something like about the demo that i liked which is kind of interesting at least for me because normally when you play these games it's kind of like hey there's a little dialogue for the story and then you immediately get jumped into you know a prep a phase combat. of a battle you know a combat prep phase right but this thing that i like about uh triangle strategy i keep wanting to say project triangle but triangle strategy the thing that i liked about it was that between the whole story dialogue and the combat segments uh you get this little uh mid segment that's called exploration I think it's like expiration phase or ex- expiration segment or whatever. I think it's phase. Yeah, expiration phase. And you kind of walk around on the little map that you're going to fight on. You walk around. There's people um, on there. You talk to those people. Some of those, like, you can actually talk to them and get, like, tips about them. So you, it ha- kind of helps you in combat against those people or things like that. Or you can talk to allies. Uh, there's also sometimes, you know, the typical little gleaming, you know, uh, star on the floor. You walk up to it. You pick up an item, right? And mm. also, when you're doing these dialogues in the exploration mode, there's sometimes uh, dialogue choices that you have to make that affect the story. So it affects the story, and it also affects um, like uh, when you can recruit certain characters. So some characters will only rec- be recruitable after you gain certain dialogue. And it's it's a whole kind of hidden, like I guess, um, with like relationship stats or meters, things like that, like the so, Star Ocean does. So wait, they put the... Um the out of combat stuff in the combat no like, like normally so like you'll you'll have your dialogue let's say you know you hey the little story blah blah blah. oh yeah hey you know hey welcome this is the king or whatever right and then it's like oh bandits come and shank some people or whatever right and then like normally you'll just immediately go into battle right then and there but before that you'll have like an exploration phase where you get to walk around talk to some people in that little map talk to some people some of them will have dialogue thingies, like, you know, let's say um, there's like three, uh, I forgot, like three traits or something like that. It's like you can be like liberal and like it's basically like good, bad or like, you know, in the middle, like a median. Right. Neutral. So depending on what you pick, it changes the story dialogue. And it also some characters will not be recruitable to your party, you know, if you pick the diff- like the wrong things, you know, so it's kind of like you can miss certain characters and things like that. Uh, it's kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy, where you had those events where you could team up and get like power boost or other things. Or Mass Effect. Before oh, yes. the actual whole thing. 
Yeah, and then and then once you complete that, you press like the the L the the trigger, and then it says, "Hey, you want to complete your exploration phase?" And then once you do that, you go into the battle phase and you start prepping for your battle and stuff like that. But it's kind of cool because you can learn like a certain tips, like when you talk to certain people and be like, "Oh, I don't know," like something dumb, like, "Oh, this guy, you know, he gets." He has really shitty armor, so arrows really hurt him or whatever. This right? guy cries yeah. and runs out of the battlefield <clears throat> when he's set on fire, which yeah, is a rational thing. Kind of like, you know, the kind of little hints. So if you actually take your time and read what they're saying, it could help you out in battle a little bit. So it's kind of cool. And you could also I find, like I said, you can find items on the floor. advantage you get from it. Eh, maybe. I mean, well, I mean, we're going to have to see, right? Because I mean, I have only played the small demo. I haven't really played the actual demo. And I sometimes do skip dialogue unless there's actually a yes, dialogue prompt. There's unless there's some <laughs> type of dialogue prompt that says pick one of these choices. So yeah, but there's different outcomes with different choices. So it's kind of cool, and I like that. And I'm really excited for it because I'm also really a big fan of the whole HD 2D Octopath Traveler kind of thing. I'm just uh, really confessing uh, that um, I didn't really play too much of Octopath Traveler, even though I really want to play Octopath Traveler. It's because um, of time constraints. Yeah, yeah, true. I mean, oh. like I said, this this whole month, like, it's gonna be packed, dude. Like, after uh, I have this coming up, and then like also this month, like this week that's coming up is a uh, um Horizon uh, Forbidden West, and then I also have Elden Ring. Yeah, and, uh, I hear you. Next month is gonna be busy for me because for FGO, we're getting a bunch of different events thrown in that we need to do. So that's going to be fun for that. So don't really, we're not really lacking in the tactics department this year, which I feel is kind of good, you know? Yeah, I think everything, yeah. with, uh, all the pushback that we're getting from 2021 is finally coming through. So yeah. That's cool. So Cultus, what, what do you got for us? Ooh, have I got a lot to say today. First of all, yeah, a lot of what Nintendo Direct was today was just a lot of nostalgia for a lot of people. Like, some people get nostalgia from, like, possibly Live uh, live Alive, if Mm -hmm. they knew about it before then. Some people have nostalgia about other things. But for me, the big kicker would be uh, the Portal games and also Nintendo Sports. Let's get into this. The Portal games. Basic concept is that you're you're a human test subject in a, labo- a laboratory going through many experiments um, uh, with a portal gun, which is why so many of the puzzles require it, if anyone didn't know about it then. And I'm so glad that it's finally coming to the Switch because uh, previously there were other games that had come to the Switch. Yeah, like, um, you can finally play the Portal games. Yes. Without being on Mac. Okay. Okay, thank you for that job, Junior. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's kind of like uh, the previous uh, Mario uh, game which was a bundle of previous Mario games that previously weren't accessible on the Switch. So it's just like uh, uh, Super Mario Galaxy and Sunshine. If wasn't I that remember. the 3D collection? That yeah, I'm Mario sorry. 3D. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it's It's called. been quite some time since I've heard about it, so uh, my, my, my knowledge could be off. But it, it follows that same concept of, oh, hey, these older games are finally coming back to the Switch, and it's so much fun because then at least the newer audience can ex- experience them 
without having to say uh, get an Xbox 360, a PS4, or consoles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but a lot of people like let's say like my daughter, she she doesn't like she PCs games sometimes, but like a Portal game, she won't play that on PC. Like she just PCs to like PC on exclusive PC games. But like if she wanted to try Portal. Switch is perfectly like the best thing for her to try to like try out Portal on that. My one, and she'll probably give it a better chance. So I do have a couple questions I'm wondering about. Now, mm-hmm. Portal is a very infamous game in a speedrunner community because there's a lot of ways to break both Portal One and Portal Two. Like, mm-hmm. I think the world record is like 15 minutes, which is yeah. kind of silly. Um, but all that for a cake. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hold on. World record for Portal 1. Uh, so let's see. 8 minutes and 31 seconds with 93 milliseconds. So, I thought it counts the milliseconds. Yeah, that's very important for us. It has to. Oh, I know, I know, but it's just a funny joke. Just... Yeah, but um, yeah, I'm wondering, are they going to fix it, or are they just going to port it over as is and keep it like that? Because if they port, port it over as is, we're going to have the Nintendo Switch speedrunning community playing Portal, which is hilarious. Oh, there yeah. might be uh, Nintendo Switch exclusive glitches. Oh, yeah, there's also that issue. But honestly, who knows? It really just depends on how they uh, do it. Because, of course, they could just import it and leave the issues and then fix them later on. Or they could take the time to actually fix it before the release onto the Switch. Well, I mean, I know they're not going to patch it out because one is Valve, not Nintendo making the game. So, yeah, and Valve hasn't patched out Portal in probably like years or at this point. Yeah, I would say years. I would say decades. Oh, I was being generous. Well, I guess that's true. I mean, yeah, true. So, well, besides Portal, there's also the Nintendo Sports game coming out. It, well, it's not like a re-release of anything old. It's mostly just a collection of of a lot of what it's was Wii Sports present. on Switch, which is what we needed for the since the beginning. Yeah, true. I mean, we had the Wii Fit Adventure thing, but uh, this is completely different to that. This, I feel, yeah, because Wii like Sports was just casual, like exercise. Green Fit, like you can, you will actually need to exercise. Exactly, and here it's going to be more fun, especially with. Uh, the different game modes like finally coming together because I know that bowling, uh, even tennis, um, they were uh, part of one game. The there was another one I forgot what it was called, but it's it's basically with the swords or something similar. That was in a completely different game. Yeah, that yeah, was, it was actually just called swordplay. You know, before uh, resorts, it was called fencing. Yeah. Oh. Sorry. Um. Is this going to have, like, a, I think I heard that it's going to have, like, where you can play uh, remotely, like, or, I guess, online? Um, oh, yeah. Against other people? Oh, you mean the free demo for the yeah, free it's... test period? No. Oh, I don't know. I meant, like, the so the, the sports based, thing, like, the whole thing. Yes. So, what Junior Cultures aren't hearing is, he's basically asking, is it going to have multiplayer online? So yeah. you could play with a friend, like, a mile away. And the answer is yes, it's going to have online play with auto players which is going to be hilarious for competitive driven people oh yeah definitely see when i heard people talking about that like i i found it kind of weird because 
like, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but with Wii Sports, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. You you played and like it was local, oh, right? Because wow. obviously you're local. So yes. let's say you did a bowling, right? Mm-hmm. I was always the one kind of be like, hey, you know, you have to actually try to pretend you're bowling, right? Or like, right. You know, and then um, whoever, whatever lady I had at that point, I don't want to mention that, but she was just like, <laughs> flick of the wrist. You know, I'm like, uh, d- 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 where's the fun in that? So like, if you're playing online, it kind of just takes that whole kind of like it takes away the local player experience, right? Yeah, like yeah. it's just kind of like I guess I could see why it would like. I mean, it's cool. I'm not saying I, I don't want it because I mean, sure you can play, well, like, I can play with you guys. I can play with you guys, yeah. but like, yeah, I don't you can know play if together. You're, like, keeping it fair, you know, I'm just like flicking it down, sitting down, reading a book or something, watching YouTube, or yeah. or if I'm doing the uh, you know in Wii Sports Resort, there was I think there was a glitch in bowling. You could just knock yeah, out the pin. Something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, what, yeah. like I wonder if Nintendo. Well, I mean, after the first. Yeah, like I wonder if Nintendo's actually gonna like integrate some kind of you know fixes Canada. for like some of the yes for some of that shit you know. Oh my god! Can you imagine Probably. trying to play Nintendo with your camera and then it just pops up your face or your what you're doing? Your well, I mean, there's not gonna be a camera because there's no built-in camera on the Switch. No, I'm not saying camera. I'm just saying, like, are they going to, like, a fix for that, like, to kind of, like, improve the whole motion controls to ensure that, you know, you're not just flicking the wrist, like, actually. Because the Switch has, like, a, a gyro, right? Yeah. Obviously. Yep. Yes. So, like, they can actually probably... It. I mean, I'm hoping it's improved over the Wiimotes, but probably is there... No, like, I wonder if they're going to yeah. actually keep the same kind of um, coding for that so that, you know... You can still do the same little tricks or, you know, you still do like the little you know, weak little flick and get a certain result. Right. Or did they actually, you know, polish the way it actually reads, you know, your motions or did they polish the motion controls that it's going to be with it? So I'm really I, mean, I would assume they would have to polish because it's using the, the switch. It already has like the code data. So why would you want to keep the old code for an old remote? Because it's Nintendo, and they'll probably just use the yep. same code, and it, it is probably coded extremely similar to the Wiimotes. I mean, I would say they would have to definitely polish it because remember in the direct, it, since you guys seen it, uh, there was the soccer game and mm-hmm. how they showed like besides like playing with your hands, you could play with your legs as well. So I would have to assume they would have to polish it in that case. Isn't that coming out later too? Okay, so because cultist uh, doesn't know, I they did have that one game which, if you remember, involved a very expensive disc to squeeze on. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? The Ring Fit Adventure or whatever. Yep, yep. Ring Fit. Yeah, he mentioned that earlier. Yeah, we mentioned. So. Because that was out, they don't really have to do much. Yeah, I'm just curious to know, like, if they're going to actually polish the way, you know, the the game re- reads remotes. Or, like, because some of these games are, like, continue, like are returning games from, like, the Wii Sports, right? Um, oh, yeah. Like and maybe, just a little bit, maybe a little bit of difference in the actual gameplay itself. But I think at the core, Nintendo, knowing, you know, being Nintendo, we're probably going to keep the same core um yes. programming for it and how it reads certain you know movements and tracks your movements with them with the remote mm-hmm. and it's just going to translate to that 
the same thing as with uh, the Switch. But true, true. I'm really hoping they kind of like you know refined it and really polished the the way it reads it. And maybe you can no longer just flick your wrist. Maybe you need a little bit stronger you know curve where it actually reads like you know the arc of your of your uh swing, but then you know? that brings up the question what about people with muscle dystrophy yeah 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 no. with the inclusivity with the whole disability so yeah but i mean we'll see i mean they are doing the plate test and i'm like should we try that for next week that'd be fun maybe yeah we could i'm down to check, check, check it out well, it's right now. Subscribe it Nintendo. i'm subscribed to nintendo Honestly, oh, yeah. at this point, with all the games they're putting on there, they can just sell the online itself for the twenty dollars instead of bundling it with the online. Because I don't want to pay twenty dollars just to just to have the online, where I'm probably only going to use it for a bit at a bit of time. I don't know. I I, I just have this it for is Majora's why I Mask. hate Xbox. This is why I hate everyone who defends Xbox. Because y'all defended Xbox Live and everyone said, hey, we could charge people money to connect to their own internet on our device. And now all this stuff is happening because y'all paid for Xbox Live. Is the thing... No, they're they're adding... Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Checking the eShop now. Mitsuki, what do you got? This is you want to go with the zombie? Well, we can, we can talk about some other stuff, but this is just a side note because we are talking about classic Nintendo games. Oh, and you're going to that one. So, Nintendo has decided to disappoint their entire player base today <laughs> in the best blue balls moment I could imagine. They told everyone, yes, Get super excited. We're going to be releasing Mario Kart courses. <laughs> that require a Nintendo Switch online subscription along with the, the deal, I, I'm certain. Yep, and it's going to get 48 quote-unquote new courses that are actually courses from the older Mario Kart games. Even the mobile one. So it's basically a DLC, like kind of like a battle pass, but that has basically reiterations of older tracks. I probably yep. seen it once. Or mostly in reiterations, right? Yep. Hmm. Instead of releasing Mario Kart 9, how many years has it been now? Like five? Uh, I think Mario Donald Kart Trump 8? was still president when uh, it came out, ah. to be honest. <laughs> if I'm using an actual measure of time. That's not that long. That's that's like last year. I mean, like he was barely elected. I mean, inaugurated. Uh, Let's see, Mario Kart Eight. You wait. This is deluxe, by the way. So look up deluxe. Uh, it's the same thing as Mario Kart Eight. So what's the difference between deluxe? Not that because they still, the deluxe is the one getting the new courses. Initial release date May twenty ninth, twenty fourteen. Oh, that's Mario Kart 8. I don't think they make a difference. I don't think they actually specify a difference between 8 and 8 Deluxe. Deluxe gets uh, ink lanes and I believe the battle modes. I don't know. I Deluxe literally was Googled, probably released in 2016. I literally Googled Deluxe and it gave me the Mario Kart 8 release date. Let's see. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. 
2016. Well, that's six years ago. I think it's time for Mario Kart 9. Everyone thinks it's time for Mario Kart 9. TBH. Big, big think. Uh, Honestly, it's probably the best Blue Bowl moment I've ever read. Because everyone was so excited for Mario Kart when they saw it. And then to find out that you're not getting Mario Kart. I'll be honest, I thought you were going to talk about Mars 3. Ah, no. Okay, so... Keeping in line in disappointment, they also announced that Nintendo is going to release Mother Wolfbound and Wolfbound 2. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're going to release the game that's been out for almost 18 years now that everyone the fucking Mother has played, that everyone has touched. I haven't touched it. That's because you don't touch good games, we know. But <sighs> I was walking into that one. <laughs> yes, you were. But point is, look, I enjoyed Sonic and the Secret Rings. All right, I don't give a damn what you say. <laughs> That's not something you should be telling people. <laughs> I don't give a damn. I enjoyed the game. It was fun, and it was my childhood. And I regret nothing in saying those words. But, uh, moving, moving back to a point, uh, they announced those remakes, and I'm looking at like, what about Mario Three? We've been waiting twenty years this game and you have not announced it and Nintendo doesn't announce it they don't announce it they don't care and it infuriates me to no end because it's like just release the game you know what but okay, I have a question if they see the success in um, in their release of Mother and Mother and Earthbound do you think they'll actually port 2 and 3 no, they will never port three. Even if Muddle, even if Offbound itself was so successful, it printed gold leaves for them. They would not release it. Mostly because the deems are too mature, and oh, weakness. Got it. And Nintendo has an issue where it ruined their image before, if I remember correctly. But this is 2022. We everyone knows about Mother 3 at this point. Like they know the, the game. Yes, but Nintendo is very stubborn. And I think there was also like a controversy. No, like there was like a a tease that one of the the dudes from uh from Mother uh put out on Twitter. And like People took it to mean like, hey, it's maybe it's Mother 3 coming out because it was like something to do with 3 or I don't know what the heck. And they freaked out and then the direct came out and they were like, hey, it's just these. Never mind. Oof. Yeah, it, it's honestly... It was like when Sakurai held up uh, three fingers and everyone was trying to figure out what that meant. It was just the three houses from Fire Emblem. Nothing, nothing original, nothing new. Oh yeah, but he posted uh, at 7 a.m. What did he put? Music translated. It's a he put seven a.m. is amazing. It may be snowing, and so people were thinking about the whole snowcat mountain things and Mother Three. So they they thought that, but obviously not what we expected. So obviously we had our hopes up and we were disappointed. Yeah, yeah. Um, honestly, I'm kind of disappointed because Mother Three will have been great. Uh, they're also releasing Disney Racing. Which is kind of interesting. 
Does I it have a release date? Uh, what's what's the release date? Let me look at my notes. It's a free-to-play game. Um, the release date is sometime in some more of 2022. Huh. Not specific, but sometime now. Um, it's supposed to be pretty much a Mario Kart ripoff. So you know, if you if you have some questions on where your Mario Kart went, it went down. I told my mom and my sister, and my sister was like, "Finally." <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that was a good thing. But let's be honest, we're all just waiting for the moment we can watch Dwarf Vader choke Mickey Mouse. <laughs> if that's if you if that actually if you could if you saw that, would you play the game? Yeah, I feel like it would. It's just be like you're winning, and then you just all of a sudden you're like, "Ho ho, ho ho, you're dying!" <laughs> no, no, no. I have a better image. Mickey Mouse force choking Dark Vader. Why would Mickey Mouse be using the force? I don't yeah. know. There could have the powers be different things from the series. Not like Bro, characters. Mickey Mouse is in Kingdom Hearts. Oh, I know that, but like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. If he could I'm be in Kingdom Hearts, wrong. he could use the force as well. Okay, okay now I'm, not, I'm surprised they haven't put Star Wars in Kingdom Hearts. So, segue. Uh-huh. Nintendo finally wants to get in on that money, so they're releasing Kingdom Hearts for the Switch, and I don't know how I should handle this because they're releasing Kingdom Hearts Wonder Dream. Um, this is pretty much pure nostalgia break, but Kingdom Hearts. Because I want to, I just want to put in here how absurd this is, and how many games they're only releasing. A so they're only gonna be releasing. Kingdom Hearts 1.5, Kingdom Hearts 3, and Remind. But to put in perspective on how many Kingdom Hearts games there are, there's Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, Kingdom Hearts 2, Kingdom Hearts Coded, Kingdom Hearts 358, divided by 2 days, Kingdom Hearts Both by Sleep, Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance, Kingdom Hearts X, Unchained X, Dark Road, Kingdom Hearts 3, Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory, and then the collections are Kingdom Hearts 1.5 Remix, 2.5 Remix, 2.8 Chapter Prologue, Kingdom Hearts Storter Pack, Collector's Pack, Kingdom Hearts HD, Kingdom Hearts The Story So Far, Kingdom Hearts All-in-One, and finally, the new one coming out, Kingdom Hearts Income Masterpiece for the Cloud. Which you do need to be collected to Nintendo Direct, to the internet, to be able to play on the cloud. So this means you need 20 bucks minimum for that. Yep. Plus, however much. Or you can buy the games individually and download them. Yeah. Which they're going to charge you $49.99 for them. What's the collection? The collection is Kingdom Hearts Intergrum Master. No, but what, how much did it cost is what I'm asking. Not- oh, it's probably going to cost $60 plus the or a ding. Huge, probably. Yeah, huge, probably. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know. 
We don't. But know. Um, we're not experts here. We just we just we're just talking. So having fun. Now, my favorite part of this section is dedicated to one thing: beating a drum. We're coming up with Takeo no Tatsujin. It's coming out on the Nintendo Switch for North America. Um, the game seems to be set for a release date of. I believe it's supposed <laughs> to be summer. Yeah, it's going to be in the summer. Of 2022? Yep, summer of nice. 2022. Hopefully. It's bongo cat time. Uh, I'm you hoping. know there's going to be gyroscopes where you can just actually... Like oh. you're beating a drum. Bongos. So, I'm just sorry. I'm trying to see if they have a guaranteed instead of just... Oh, but... So, it's going to have a new story with a new character. Honestly, that part we don't care about. We love Takeo, but... The point is, we're going to have Megalovania... Gonna gauge about 500 new songs, 76 of which are going to be coming from the free orchestral version of Legend of Zelda. No, mm. so it's going to be remixed. Um, honestly, it's going to have a four-player co-op mode, which is going to be orchestra mode, where you're all playing with the beat of the drum. It's gonna have a face-off mode, you can customize it. It's already out in Japan, and a lot of people have been playing it with Game Pass, but the fact that they're actually releasing it, and it's going to have support in North America, is my favorite port. Probably they realize a lot of people are playing it on Game Pass, and they could charge money for this. But the interesting concept about Tatsu, Takeo no Tatsujin is, is a very easy way to make the game $5 and then put the songs out to be $5, $2, $3 for songs. Or put the DLC to be $40 for 150 new songs or 20, 80 songs. You can do that. And it's an easy way to make a lot of money quickly because people will buy these for those song packets. And it's hilarious to me that we've come back to putting a game out there for a low price and then making all the money off the DLC sales for songs. Yeah. I'm also surprised they managed to get Megalovania and Gua Gage on now. I only know one of those. You don't know what Guna Gage is? No. It's the Demon Slayer theme song. Oh. Yeah. How the fuck did they get that? Yeah, that's the real one. Honestly, that is the major one. Um, it's also going to have Fuel Special and Racing Into a Night, which is really nice. Don't know what any of those are, so... Those so, yes. are more Japanese main theme songs. Huh. Hmm. I, I, I don't know. How, how do you not know these? One, like, I don't listen to main theme songs. Or at least I don't know them by name. Yeah, but... Would make sense, so, yeah. I think if you hear them, you would probably know, maybe, sometimes. Yeah, but honestly, it's it's a very cash-lucrative thing. You can make a lot of money easy with it in comparison to other games. Isn't there another rhythm game on the Switch that has lots of songs? 
don't know. I can't remember. Not just in my head. I found it. It's Groove Coaster. Ah, okay. Well, <clears throat> I guess I can talk about uh, one more uh, Nintendo Direct thing, and then I'll just cover some quick ones that I wanted to cover. But uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Well, we did see trailers before. They did run this back, and they introduced the uh, Mouthful Mode, which is a new mode in Kirby and the Forgotten Land, which I personally love because, one, I'm a Kirby fan. I've always been a Kirby fan. I have, like, three little plushies sitting on my desk right now, and all my kids love Kirby. But uh, this Mouthful Mode is kind of interesting because, first of all, if you haven't seen the trailer of Kirby and the Forgotten Land, get on it. Go look at it, right? But and two, it's, it's, it, is, it is probably inspired many images. I can see it now, yes, and it's like, terrible. It's kind of like... One, it's weird. It looks kind of like this post-apocalyptic like, kind of like setting, you know. It's, it, it, it's okay. You're not alive. Don't, don't yes. say it. Don't say yes. it. We're trying <laughs> to stay alive for at least five, 50 episodes. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I won't say it. We want to be I around for another couple episodes. Nintendo has single-handedly given a bunch of orders, a lot of inspiration, and new walk to walk with with Corby, and Honestly, I'm glad Nintendo is keeping that job market open. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, like in this mouthful mode, it's kind of cool, because, like, normally Kirby, you know, he swallows whatever the heck, like, the little, what are they called? I forgot what they're called. The waddles. Enemies. Yeah. Like, he, he normally swallows, swallows the little enemies. Yeah, what's up? So, mouthful mode, normally yeah. he swallows, but this time, he's got a mouthful. Yeah, yeah, well, that's what I'm covering. Like, normally he swallows, yeah. like, little enemies and stuff like that, right? But, so, big deal, right? But in, in here, in the little the, the trailer that they released with Malfo Mode, he swallows, like, it starts off, and he swallows a, a whole car. It's like a little Fiat. He just, like, swallows it, like, accidentally. He's <laughs> swallowing, like, two enemies, and he just sucks so hard that he swallows a whole car. <laughs> now, and then eventually, he just transforms into the car. And it's basically, it's funny, because it's just the car, and with, like, Kirby, like, kind of stretched and, like, wrapped over, like, the whole top of the car and hood. Kind of like and how just, you like, put aluminum foil over a torque it just looks like you know you know like those little like the tarps that you put in the cars like for when you're bougie as fuck and like you you just want to protect your car from the sun but you know (laughs) it looks like that but it's this kirby right it's a kirby tarp is what it is yeah because this goes against the corby law in corby law (laughs) yes kirby law kirby's an infinite void a different yes he has a dimension inside of him where he can store food and essentially tap it. And my question is, how can he get his mouth full if he's an infinite void on the inside? Nintendo has told us this. So what's going on, Nintendo? I need to um, you know know it. Um, do you know how in... Uh, is it... It's the pink game where roll, Kirby just ends up rolling on the Wii U. He just got lazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's what was that. Kirby just got lazy and just wanted to... Here's just, my theory, all right? Here's my theory. It he's an infinite void on the inside, right? But his mouth just got snagged on like the bumper of that car. So the car's not actually fully inside cuz you pay attention, those objects are not fully inside him. Some of it's outside. So so, so it's, it's only a sock now. It, it's just like, okay, <laughs> you know, it didn't my mouth doesn't want to wrap around this this way and you know, voila. <laughs> Car Kirby. <laughs> so there's different mouthful. There's like different mouthful modes, and they like they kind of show off, like showcase a couple of them in the trailer. And like, sure, they have the car. So you basically turn into a car, and you can like use this car Drive to like light up little ramps and like, yeah. 
And then there was what was there? There was a scissor lift, a, a literally like a scissor lift. Uh, he turns into a scissor lift. The, I believe it was called, and forgive me for this, but it was called Corby Wide, which was pretty much him being a boomerang and being able to fly. Oh, I forgot what it was called. It was something else, yeah. But it's it, it's basically like a glider. Basically, he turns into a glider, and yep. there was a cone, like a literal traffic cone that you used to kind of like ground pound Peels. or like drill. Yeah, it's like a drill. And I they wanna, showed that. Can we quickly thank Nintendo for the imagery and innuendos that are all spawning from this mouthful? We haven't even got into one of the bosses they've shown, by the way. I don't even care about the bosses, but dude, I like the uh, I, I like, like the, the water balloon Kirby, the water balloon mouthful yes. where he literally just like pumped himself up full of water from like a water Wait, hydrant or something. Infinite. But he's an boy, so how? Does my head cannon, my head cannon is much simpler than these two. He just got you, lazy. He just got lazy. Here's another theory. They did say in the beginning of the of the thing, they said that he's in an alternate dimension. That's weird. So they okay, said it's a fine. weird dimension. He just woke up there. It, he um, could be dreaming. So he could very much be dreaming. The waddles. Exactly. The, the waddle bees. Are now dog or like the, the, the enemies are the doggos now. So like you have to go save the waddledees. Upgrades, people, upgrade. You gotta save the waddledees because the waddledees are trapped in these little cages that these dogs have. So it's kind of weird. Which also segues into what I wanted to talk about next, which or the about Kirby, is that you know you rescue these waddledees. I'm assuming they're like behind like a, a boss. So you do like a boss, you rescue wa- rescue a waddledee, and they have this little hub. It's waddledee <laughs> town. Where every time you rescue one, you know, I'm I'm assuming that person comes to town and they probably set up a new shop. So it progressively gets bigger in this town, at least what they're saying. You know, every time you rescue a Waddledee, you know, your, sh- your your town grows, you open up new shops and things like that. And in those shops, there's they said that there's some upgrades that you can do to Kirby's basic copy abilities. So, you know, you have your normal like Chakram one, they showed it, where he just throws one little boomerang, right? But if you upgrade it at the shop, he maybe throws um, two boomerangs. It was, um, on each other. That was the chakram upgrade. Yeah, the chakram. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was cut in a chakram. Yeah. You can upgrade the fire or the sword and presumably almost every ability. Yeah, presumably. like the fire one turned into like a volcano which spat out like three little. They, they even had it in the, in, the, in the menu, it showed a dragon version. Yeah, there was a dragon version on it. That's pretty cool. So, I mean, you could upgrade him, uh, which is kind of cool. Um and Junior, you mentioned there was a boss. I think I briefly saw it. Was that the big, like the dark volcanic looking doggo? It was a cat. Oh, sure oh, was it a cat? I mean, I could be wrong, yes. but yeah. It, it, I just saw like a, a a dark ball that looked like a big, like it looks like a Cer- Cerberus and stuff like that. So it looks kind of cool, but with only one head. But <clears throat> it's pretty cool. And the game launches March twenty fifth. Because, you know, I actually do my research hey. and I put my launch dates on there. <laughs> you got to do the research while we were talking. Don't, don't try and act like a hero here. No, no, it's actually, but, if you open up my show notes, it's on there. <laughs> but uh, Nintendo has also announced that they're partnering with Honda to announce the Corby Honda Civic. <laughs> it's, it looks more like a Fiat, all right? It looks like a Fiat. It's not a Honda. It's a rusted one, too. It's an old, rusty one. I just picked picturing, uh, what's that little Guido from Cars? Oh my god, dude! They they're gonna they're gonna put like a you know a subtle product placement like a, like in freaking <laughs> Death Stranding <laughs> Fiat. It's gonna like home in on their little pad. <laughs> the ending of the game is just gonna come up to a billboard of a Fiat sign. 
Oh, they all also updating the swimming mechanic to Corby as well. Oh yeah, dude, they had they had a big alligator. I saw that he like fucking Kirby was just hopping over the thing and like a big alligator was just yep. like trying to climb and him down. It seems like you can swallow enemies in the water or spit them at people, which is nice considering all the order games, he just goes squirt squirt here's the water. By the way, this is technically the first Kirby game with three D. Yeah, and I'm liking like I was gonna say I'm well, liking I mean, I'm Let me rephrase that. It's the first platforming Kirby game in three D. With three D, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I, I I wanted to like touch on that because like I like the the way they added the little animations because like cause when he's in the, the that uh water balloon mode, he just looks like a really chunky and like you can see him like literally like, wobble so he looks like a huge like you could see part of him float uh what is it well like you know when you put a water balloon on a table like Paul will hang off but won't fall off that yeah, was yeah. what he was doing a bit he just looks like a big like. You know, circular waterbed from like the freaking eighties or whatever. He looks like it's a water like, balloon. Yeah, yeah. Which well, would be a appropriate for a chunky one, not not like a nice taut water balloon, but like you know, one of those looser, chunky ones. Of those burst. those big boys that you don't want to just like you can't even chuck that thing. It's like wobbles when you throw it. Yeah, what yeah. it looks like. Yeah. Um, um. I also wanted to cover really quick this other thing um, that I saw. Um, it was about completely unrelated to the. The Nintendo Direct. I think we were pretty much done with the Nintendo Direct. I think, uh, but um, there was a thing that I saw about um, Subnautica's developer, Unknown Worlds, uh, that they're working on a new game. And uh, actually, it's uh, what's the parent company? It's Crafton, uh, <clears throat> which bought out Unknown Worlds last uh, year, late last year. Um, they released this thing where they're talking about uh, Project M, right? That's what they have it coded as right now. We don't know much about it, but we do know that it's a turn-based strategy game, and it's set in the sci-fi world, which, like I said, turn-based games, and it's a strategy game. Uh, <clears throat> but um, I'm really interesting to see what it is, and I don't think we're going to have to wait too long because they did say that they are trying to... Um, release a early access launch hopefully by uh the end of 2022 which is not that far away i guess technically because nowadays years go by like nothing and um i don't want to think about that yeah i'm really curious to know what it is because i mean all i've known and i think i mean i'm not really sure but i'm pretty sure unknown world or unknown worlds i think all they've ever worked on is subnautica and subnautica too you know or like the the other thing the dlc i believe yeah yeah the the other one yeah so I'm kind of curious to you know how it goes because I mean, turn-based strategy game is a huge you know uh, deviation from what they're known for. So kind of curious to see how that goes. So, I do want to talk about another game that is coming out. Uh, this had nothing to do with the Nintendo Direct. Oh yeah, yeah. The... This is actually something I'm excited for. Unfortunately, it's more likely been delayed until probably 2023. But I know that it's been delayed till 2022 of December, but mm-hmm. it is Stoker 2, Shadow of Chernobyl. Hmm. Now, it's a about? game I'm still waiting on because, honestly, I love Stoker. It is fun. It is one of the best things you get to do. It is cruel beyond all reason. It will kill you. It will kill your mom. It will kill your dad. It will kill your brother. It will kill your dog. And then it'll give you one last bullet, and when you pull that trigger, it'll be a blank, and they'll laugh at you. That is how cruel Stalker can be. So I'm really. Isn't this 
Isn't this the one that had ran into issues of saying they're going to add NFTs? I'm not sure. I'm not reading about the NFTs. But Stoko is a game that is a survival story-based game in Russia. Your gun jams, you have to worry about ammo, etc., etc. It's great. There are uh, anomalies. I was going to say singularities, but anomalies. And anomaly storms, you can get fucked up just by walking in the wrong area. You could take one step to the left and get meat grindered. So, you know, I'm really looking forward to what they got in store for us. I'm hoping it doesn't get delayed longer. But yeah, Stalker 2 Shadow Tronomo, that's a game I'm excited for coming out this year. Um, let me see. One more quick thing I was going to see. I actually just saw it right now as I was uh, reading one of the things is that um, earlier today, uh, Elden Ring, uh, their, their Steam oh. page, their uh, Steam store page had a uh, settings, like a minimum settings go on, gone out. But they've since really, or they've since taken them down. So it's kind of weird. But the thing that's really stood out to me, at least, and to everybody else, is that <clears throat> they're saying, let's see, it was under system requirements. It showed that it on their minimum requirements, right? You know, I had everything like the the OS and everything, the processor, and on the memory, it it was saying twelve gigabytes of RAM, and this was listed under minimum requirements. Now, people are saying that, hey, look, maybe they put them up on, you know, accident. They really didn't look at it and they put them up under um, minimum requirements. But now that they're taken down, because right now it still goes, it, they moved it back to, it says TBD, right? So maybe they put them up accidentally under minimum requirements, but they probably meant to be under, uh, speculation is at least, that they probably meant to put them under recommended. But that's kind of fucking hardcore if it's really going to minimum requirements need. 12 gigabytes of RAM. Isn't it that I only have 12? No, I have 16. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, a lot, but I mean, a lot of people don't even have, like, you have 16, but a lot of people don't even have 8. You know, they're, they're barely I, pushing I 8. I have a lot of good, I have a lot of RAM. Um, yes. The thing with it is that Elden Rings is probably going to be an SSD game where you put on your SSD so that way you don't kill your PC. Yeah, but either way, they're, they're, it's going it's, to, it's going to still going to affect your RAM. Yeah, it is, but what I'm saying is it's going to be less of a stress compared to if it was actually on your normal thing. But, yeah, but you do, know you think, like, do you think it's still silly? Like, do you think it's the minimum requirement is going to be 12 gigs? Because that's actually, uh, like, I don't think I've ever seen a game require 12 gigs. Uh, I could think of a few games that require 12 gigs, but those are so far and in between, and, like, it's just insane when you think about it. Dude, what are but you then, doing? Some cat on that thing? Like, dude, even when I use like freaking <laughs> uh, Blender and stuff, when I do three D modeling, like it's 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 not that intensive. Like, uh, what what are you running here? Like, is it that poorly optimized, or like, is it really that like chunky? You know, because twelve um, gigs. I'm is thinking junk. it's gonna be that chunky because if you have seen the horse dodging the dragon file, you yeah. see how detailed that file. I mean, is. I've seen it, but I mean. What's so, the what's the what's the RAM on freaking? I mean, sure they can probably optimize it for PS5 and all that shit, but like, um, what? Like, like name me, name me like what's what's another big title that's like on on Steam like that's you hold know on, I'm pulling it probably right resource intensive like fucking. Uh, 
Can you search by RAM requirements or? No, you search by minimum requirements. Can you search by? Oh, Radio Knights on sale. That's it. So Radio Knights is a really nice game if you want to play it. <laughs> I am not paid by Radio like. Lot, I mean, sure. Like, let's just bring up freaking Lost Ark for a second. The the uh, minimum is eight gigs. Like, what? Uh, no. Here we are. Neo Replicant. Because Neo. Yes, because Neo always has this saying. So Neo is recommended is sixteen gigabytes of RAM. Minimum is eight. The fuck? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Neo Replicant. Here so if I ran that game, oh, I'm... Yeah, recommend, or recommended, yeah, 16, yeah. But these were minimum. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> that's why I'm kind of worried. And, okay, can we segue this into some one well, of my pet peeves? Yeah. What is it? My pet peeve is games. games look really nice nowadays. Are we not getting to a point where we're getting a little too ridiculous with these games? No. Like, let's be honest here. Is it really that much of a requirement that our games look as realistic as possible when it would look nice, maybe one or two notches down, and more people play it? This is. Um, They would have to put more effort in the. See, that's why they add. That's where they add low quality modes so that people can play it, but they also add these beautiful, beautiful modes. Like, uh, have you ever played Seven Days to Die? Uh, no, I have not. Uh, but Suki, what setting do you play Dragalia on? Uh, on the highest setting. Okay. I played it on the lowest before I got my new phone, and I've been enjoying the highest. Okay. So, like, in Seven Days to Die, right? I played that game forever. Like, it's probably one of my highest played games, right? Like, top three at least. But, for the longest time, like, I don't know why. I think the first time I opened it up was on a laptop for some reason. But I played it on the actual desktop. And, like, for some reason, I think my settings just stayed as, I don't know if it was, like, cloud settings or what. But they stayed as low res. And this whole time I was playing low res while all my friends were playing in higher res and stuff like that. And they're like, oh, yeah, over here in this, you know, grass thing. And I'm like, oh, I just see a stick there. But okay. And, like, you know, it's a whole PUBG situation again. like. <laughs> one day I just you know decided to take a look at my settings and I was like, oh, why are they low settings? So I cracked that shit up to ultra and it's just like boom, like totally different game. Like, you know, whereas uh, before I was seeing like, you know, just like little grass sticks, now I actually see them move and everything. Like ah. it's a totally different game. And it's like if you compare it like out of ten, I went from like so, a one out of one out of ten to like an eight out of ten, you know. It's, so it's a huge coming back to it. Just, I want people to understand how fucking ridiculous 12 gigabytes of RAM is. Mm-hmm. Call of Duty Vanguard. Gross. The newest Call of Duty. We don't talk about Call of Duty. Most beautiful looking games out there. Because, like it or not, it is beautiful. Gameplay may be atrocious, it may be shitty, but it is beautiful. It mm-hmm. only requires eight gigabytes of RAM as its minimum settings. Yeah. Like, how could you? Uh, <laughs> I don't even know. Like, at what point? Oh god. I mean, League doesn't require twelve gigabytes of RAM minimum, but it, but well, you're also not rendering like a big world either. So yeah. So yeah, but like League of Legends is. The problem is the client. Yeah, the problem is the client. Like. That is the main issue now. 
like I'm looking at like God of War. God of War is like you know f- decently recent eight. game. It's eight, just flat eight, minimum and high. Is eight. Yeah. So I'm like, what? Like, you know, like is it that? I mean, what's the other one that? Uh, is that one on here? Um, Ghost. It's Ghost. Lost Ark. So are you referring to Lost Ark? No, I I did look like at Lost Ark. Lost Ark actually had like a kind of, but I mean, it's Amazon games. We don't count Amazon games. They're like the things. It had eight minimum and sixteen recommended, right? So it still has the minimum. So that's what I'm saying. Maybe they did mess up, and you know they meant to put these as recommended, twelve gigabytes recommended. But you know that like, if it's recommended, that kind of seems a little on the low end. You know, it's kind of weird. Like, I mean, it's being a little hypocritical, but like if that's recommended settings well maybe it's just to play it on like minimum or, or like a medium right Medi- let's like be not honest like Teal. it is from the developers of Exodus. it's from software yeah yeah i was gonna look up from but software but they don't normally have the best looking graphics let's be honest i mean dark souls 2 happened i mean yeah but i mean that, how long ago was that but uh to put in perspective, one of the best looking games in the world, Resident Evil Village, because like it or not, it's a very beautiful game, is mm-hmm. only 8 gigabytes of RAM. And if Resident Evil is 8 gigabytes of RAM, then it might be a mess up. It might have been recommended settings. Let's see. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm pretty sure it's recommended. Soon. Tales of Arise is 8. But I mean, that's also a imagine if you imagine if they stuff. actually did fuck up and it's twelve. <laughs> they didn't fuck up and it's twelve. Or are you saying if they did? Oh, here we are. Here we are. I found twelve gigabytes RAM minimum requirement. On Half Life, Alex. <laughs> to put your that's VR. So you're on <laughs> VR. Yeah, I had to go find a VR game to have 12 gigabytes left. Maybe Eldrin Ring is VR. They changed the game. You're playing Force Porcelain now. Did Dark Souls 3 is <laughs> 4 and 8. I mean, that's a 2016 game, though, so. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. So. Eh. But before we we continue on or end it, uh, yeah. I'd like to point out that what the fuck is my Bloodborne for PC? <laughs> not yet, Mitsuki, not yet. <laughs> eventually, eventually. I'm going to get to you guys at some point. Let's I need to play this game. game. <clears throat> Do you guys got anything else to add? Uh, zombie Army 4. And we're finally, finally getting to the zombies. Why has this been a zombie week for me? My sister's watching The Walking Dead. I've been playing a zombie game against my will, and now we're talking about zombies. Against your will? <laughs> You've been getting on and willingly doing it. I've been coaxed into getting on and willingly doing it. Uh, just as Poor. a side note, this guy complaining killed himself by picking up too much stuff. Yes. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> I'll tell but, you guys about that. I just wanted to play Dragalia. But uh, coming back, Zombie Army 4. This is a nice, fun game. Mm-hmm. It's a four-player co-op shooter. Um, it doesn't require a lot of skill to play, but it's very fun. It's a very 
fast-paced game with it has specialist zombies. The special zombies can be killed very fast, so you don't have to worry about it. But if you play slowly, they will overwhelm you. It has APCs and tanks that have been possessed by zombies. Mm-hmm. It's really gross, but it's cool. There are traps which you can use to kill zombies, or if you have friendly fire torn on, kill your allies. Like there's a propeller trap you can turn on that can suck your ally into it and turn them into mince meat. Yeah. And the whole game is about what if the Germans never surrendered, but instead unlocked a magical tome, the Nem. Nem- uh, the book from the Living Dead. Yes, that one. And summon zombies. And, you know, the obviously, book. a certain person that I cannot name here is trying to stay alive for, for a <laughs> But it is a very. Yes, you kill him. You kill him in this game. Is very fun. Is cathartic. Is a game I would recommend if you have three order buddies and you guys are looking to have a fun time reenacting the scene from The Walking Dead with the chainsaw on that person's body. Hmm. I mean, we haven't gotten into that part yet. It is a fun, fun game. And. I mean, it seems pretty interesting. You guys got anything else or anything? I'm I'm pretty much good here. Yeah, same here. I'm good as well. Yeah. Junior, nothing? No. Just remember, kids. You you know what I could... You know what I want to do? Actually, you know what we should do? Um, We could actually make a really, really quick segment and add it to most of our podcasts, if not all of our episodes. Um, Epic Game Store. Right? Oh, yeah. They have like a free game like every week, right? Epic Game Store this week is the Windborn or Windbound, Windbound. game. It next is, one is a Tales single. Yes, but no one cares. We'll cover the next one next week. No one cares about Tales of Two Sons. It's a good game. Play it. <laughs> but, but I guess I'm we can sure just cover, like, I guess every, every week we could just be like, hey, this is your Epic Game Store but free game of the week. It is a single player survival game based in the ocean. It is. Kind of fun, but it does get a little grindy at times. Um, I'd argue if you're willing to play a survival game, you're willing to play alone, and you want to drown in the ocean. Kind of like high-res raft? Uh, yes, high-res raft. There but you it's go. more of a cel-shaded style. So, go grab that while you can. It's up till, what, February 17th? Yep, February 17th. Dennis Ritter's tutorial Sons. Grab that if you can, guys. It's free. You have it forever. Well, uh, I guess we'll just call it on that because I don't think I have anything else to add. I don't think anyone else has anything to add. So, no. um. Remember, kids, eat your vegetables, pawn your pants, and go watch Final Fantasy VII Advent Children. Ooh. But for right now, you're free to take off your pants. Yes. If you want to take off your pants, go ahead. Your gamer pants. Not just your pants, pants. Keep your pants on. Take your gamer pants off if you want. Or just keep them on. Go fight that boss or whatever you want to do. Right. Uh, but, but actually, go fight your boss. You you can't exactly do that. Go yes. fight your boss. You know what? Power to a people. Yeah. Also, really quick, guys. Right, um, if if you're if you made it this far, then thanks for making it this far. And um, don't forget it, guys. If you can leave us a review, because 
amazing reviews help. Yeah. And we need to get yes. seeing more. Cool. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, then. I guess that's it. Thank you guys for sticking around. Guys, I'll see you guys in a little bit. I think uh, maybe we'll play some Zomboid or whatever we're down for. Yeah. And follow yeah. us on Disney Plus. Right now, we're currently on uh, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Apple Podcasts, and uh, Google Podcasts. So uh, we're working on getting everything else done. Uh, it's a little quite. Uh, I mean, that's something but... basically hasn't already screwed us over. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, I, I'm pretty sure uh, we're we're on most of the major ones at least. So uh, go ahead and follow us there if you can. Follow us or leave a review. That was amazing. So we we'll see you guys next time, next see week. Ya. Later. See ya. Bye. 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 Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 